Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Your main Mercedes, who struck out in his first at-bat tonight, runs up like he might bunt, and what was that? I don't know. <laughs> so you just know I don't want to see it again. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I mean, Kate Kapner's asking the same, what, what the heck was that? We've never seen that. Well, he's just trying to slap Bud. I mean, the the only reason it's it's a questionable play is this guy's got power. You a chance for a three-run homer. You don't want to see him get tricky like this. Now back to 95-7, the game. John's just going to let your mean Mercedes be your mean Mercedes. It's Kevin Michael, Whitey Gleason, John Dickinson on 95.7 The Game. <laughs> Glad you're with us. An unusual moment last night. It did make some sense what apparently he was trying to do. And I think, J.D., if I'm not mistaken, that's the at-bat that ended up with him singling right to tie the game anyway. Yeah, it was a 1-1 game at the end of that. And, yeah, you're mean, going to you're mean. <laughs> uh, that brought back memories with the shot of, of Gabe Kapler of, do you remember when, uh, this is when Cap, was managing the Phillies, and I want to say maybe 2019, I guess, 18 or 19, one of those two years he was with the Phillies, and the Giants were in Philadelphia, and Brandon Belt was at the plate, and Brandon Belt tried to drop a bunt down the third base line, as, as he will do uh, from time to time, and, and, and he did it, and it went foul, and they, they showed Gabe Kapler in the dugout, who, again, was managing the Phillies at that point, and he was kind of yelling at Belt, like, mm. you're, hey, you're a, you're a cleanup hitter. You're, I, I, wow. I, I can't, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's, it, 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 was, it, was, it was, you're a cleanup hitter or you're a four hitter. I think he was hitting you know, somewhere in the middle of the lineup that, that night in Philadelphia, and I, just, I was like, whoa, like what? And, and so it just it, it took me back that moment took me back and obviously belt has he still does that from time to time did it the other night yes uh in the ninth inning and so uh, yeah I just it, it took me back to Gabe Kapler not being thrilled at Brandon belt doing that uh years ago and that that was one of the one of the things that I kind of had filed away in the memory bank of of hey he's gonna come manage these guys that have won championships under under Bruce ah. Bochy, and it's it's all gonna be cool. And, you know, at least for, for 2021, it all was cool. Yeah. Um, how about that? Yeah, I think Gabe's views on bunting have have uh, evolved over the years. Another thing we saw in the game last night real quick, and we'll, well get back to it. it's different when some... he's your player. Like, that, yeah. you know, that's the other thing. Like, and, yeah. and I think we've seen – and, you know, I've, I've mentioned this. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Kapler guy, but it, to me it's, it's sort of one of his flaws, which is, you know, he, he would do something like that, chirp something like that at a guy that's not his guy – but then once he's, you know, once that player is one of his guys, he's just gonna, yeah. just gonna stand down because he wants to get along and make sure everything works out. Yeah, that's managers got to manage, and he's just uh, managing to get along. We saw last night, um, in addition to your mean Mercedes and whatever that was, uh, there were two times when players, one on each team, asked for timeout and didn't get it. Yeah, that's unusual. You see that sometimes. I don't know that I've ever seen it twice in one game. I think was it Bellinger asked for time once and didn't get it. And then he ended up kind of half bunting at a ball. Um, and I think there was a oh. giant, one of the giant outfielders at one point was asking time, 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 and didn't get it. So uh, that was, that's wow. a little unusual too. Yeah. And of course you can't, too bad. you can't call timeout. You can only ask for timeout. And if you don't get it, then we're live, baby. Right. And it's, I, I think that's an attempt to, to speed the game up, which I think is, is good in, in theory. Uh, it's too bad uh, for for the Giants' sake that uh, Bellinger didn't ask for time on the uh, O two yeah. pitch, uh, so Sam Long could oh, rethink that curveball. O two pitch, that, that, JD. O two so, pitch. So Sam, so Sam Long could rethink the hang and curveball that he dropped right in the right, right in the swing, right in the yeah. right in the crush me zone of of Cody Bellinger to 
hit it down that right field line. I thought Flem and Kruko were going to run down, leave the booth and go down on the field and tell, you can't throw that pitch in that situation. After Kruko said, you know, you can bounce one here. You don't have to throw a strike. Oh, that's, that's where the so Giants bad. are right but now. Yeah. Failure to execute. It is where the Giants are right now. Mm-hmm. And also it's, you know, hey, you win with Sam Long, you got to lose with Sam Long. And that's, you know, the Giants won a lot of games with – the Sam Longs of the world, and you know, last year and even this year at times, and you know, he had what the big he had the big save for him in in Arizona in mm-hmm. in, in a situation where where McGee had had flamed out and and the bullpen was was not clicking, and that was a huge win if you remember that that stopped the Giants' long losing streak, prevented them from getting swept in in Arizona before uh, they they came home uh, for and and you just you look at it and it just. If you're going to win with those guys, you also got to be prepared to lose with those guys. And yeah. I think that they've Giants have have had to take their their share of that. JD, there was a time when a guy like Sammy Long, you know, a lefty who throws mid 90s, would have been considered like, oh, he's our one of the top prospects in baseball. And now there are just so many guys that throw that hard. I'm not sure what it is. I watch him and I feel like he's got a chance to be really good. I think he just lacks that one pitch. Maybe that's it, right? He doesn't have that one, especially for a reliever, doesn't have that one kill pitch. He's got some pretty good pitches and he's got some some giddy up, but he doesn't have that one thing that's like, oh, watch out for this guy. You like him more as a reliever or a starter. I kind I kind of think he might be better as a starter. I do too. A little more, yeah. mar- a little more margin for error. Right. More, more. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's. I. I feel like he could be a, not a great, not a not a top end of the rotation, but I feel like he could be a four a four or five guy. He kind of reminds me of some of the guys the, uh, the A's brought up mm-hmm. over the mm-hmm. o- over the years. Uh, your AJ Griffins, I know he's right-handed. Your Tommy Malone's, like he, I, I feel like he could be every bit of of some of those guys who were successful back into the rotation types. Well, I think when the Nats get Sammy Long as part of the you know the eighteen player package for Soto, then maybe they will, maybe they will start him. Before we get back to that, I know you had some thoughts or a question, JD, about one of the most yeah. incredible stories in baseball this year or any year, Shohei Utani, who, by the way, took a pitch off the foot last night. Hopefully he's okay. We, hopefully he's okay because yeah. he's he's just must-watch television, yep. first of all. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just just incredible what he's doing both on the mound and, and obviously at the plate. But uh, John Morosi of, of MLB Network reported uh, today the Angels are, are getting calls on, on Shohei Otani. Obviously the Angels having a, a miserable season – fired their manager, a, a lot going on down there, uh, and none of it good with both Otani and, and Mike Trout and, you know, talented front end of the of the squad players there. But Morosi uh, reporting teams are teams are calling on, on Otani and that the Angels are telling teams, hey, we're not we're not dealing him uh, at this point. But uh, what would you where would you kind of put Shohei Otani in terms of Interest level, what you would give up, and just what he brings to the table as somebody that is an all-star caliber pitcher and an all-star caliber hitter all in one. I'd give up a ton to get him. And I think now you know there are more teams that could actually make a play for him given that you have the designated hitter in the National League. But if I, if I understand your tone, I think we're on the same page here. It sounds like you feel the same way. I know for the Giants, uh, also marketing-wise, with you know the large Asian, Asian community here, uh, in 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 the Bay Area, uh, it would just be uh, on a number of fronts a huge huge acquisition, and he's just so watchable. He, even the Angels are watchable if he's pitching, yes. you know, and they're like, Ugh, oh, Tawny's pitching. I got to see this. That's exactly the type of thing that the Giants need marketing wise, as far as on the field. I mean, my goodness, he. I mean, he had a couple pitches last night, a hundred miles an hour. Um, or faster. So I would give up a ton to get him. I'm not surprised. And I believe the Angels. You know, you never know, um, especially before deadline, if what a team is saying is true. But if the Angels say we're not really interested, yeah, they'll take calls. But I don't think they really – I'd don't. i be surprised. I'd be stunned if Otani were, were moved this year at the deadline. Yeah, and he's also already gone through the, the, the Tommy John you know, situation there. So you feel like you're, you know, his arm's yeah. been – his arm's back, right? He's already gone through that, and and so you know, you, I, I would feel like a buy for him. You're getting a you're getting a phenomenal player for the next 
five years at least mm-hmm. and somebody that could help you in multiple different just multiple different phases. I mean, you plug him in at the front end of your rotation and you plug him right at the at the top or, or toward the middle of, of your lineup. And, and, yeah, as far as the marketing and everything goes, I mean, you talk about superstars and must watch. I mean, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, the Angels the Angels are uh, a, a pretty miserable watch overall, but when he's pitching, I, I make a point to, to note, oh, is he pitching? Where, you know, where, where does that fit in my day? I always try and, and, and click mm-hmm. and, and watch, watch him because you get, you get four at-bats and you get to watch him on the mound, and it's just it's electrifying. I mean, it, it's, there, there is no one in the history of sports that's, that's done what he's doing. Like, I know the Babe Ruth comparisons come up, but Babe Ruth was nowhere near the pitcher that, that Otani is. I mean, that, he, what, right? I mean, that's just... It's, he was really good. He just wasn't for not as long, and he, wasn't, you know, he didn't have that, that yeah. fastball. Um, yeah, and how rare is that in baseball where you have somebody like Otani that, oh, I got to watch him. Right. I mean, and we love baseball, but even for us, I think well, I'll speak for myself. I love baseball, but there's very few players. If there's any players that I feel like, ooh, Otani, man, I got to watch this. Baseball needs that desperately. They do. And and I think the Giants fan base would tell you yeah. that, that they that they need it as well, which is why I think the, the Juan Soto conversations have have taken on the tone that they have uh, at the level that they have over the last week or week and a half yeah one more quick note on Otani I don't know that if this translates you watch him and you can see he's a big guy but our mutual friend Mark Kreidler who used to be here on 95.7 the game on the morning show with Dibs and I uh, he has a son Ryan Kreidler who is now in the Tigers organization Ryan Kreidler played at UCLA and when he was still at UCLA one offseason he went you know he's in the trainer's room to work out there they have a really nice facility and Otani happened to be in there because he's you know down there in that area and Ryan Kreidler said, Otani is just massive. He's just huge. You know, and he looks like a big guy, but obviously he can't do the things that, that he does without being huge, huge and, and strong, but he's just a massive, massive guy. So uh, something to keep an eye on, but I, I, I'd be really stunned uh, if, the, if the Angels moved off of him. I know Bobby Evans on this station, J.D., and maybe you've talked to him about it. Bobby Evans has talked about when the Giants met with him and they were really interested, but they just got the feeling early on that he really wanted to go, A, um, to a warmer weather place, and B, at that time, wanted to go to the American League. So it just wasn't to be, but, uh, you know, the Giants would love to do it. Yeah, and I think as he comes available again here in the in the next couple of years, whether it's via trade or or as he approaches free agency and a, and a massive, massive payday, I do think he's going to be another name that, that will be linked to the Giants as the – uh, text line has pointed out here again, uh, and I was looking at it here. Does any team, the 650, does any team uh, on the Comcast business text line, does any team come up second more than the Giants? Second on big names, better, wow. than, the Gi- better than the Giants. Wow. And the answer, of course, is no. By the way, J.D., yeah, any texts here, for some reason, and I apologize for even mentioning this, but my text line is down at the moment, so if you have anything oh. that you want to roll with, and we'll get this remedied as quickly as possible, but yeah, if you get a great text you want to go with, just feel free, because in the short term, uh, unfortunately, I'm unable to see them, but we'll get that uh, remedied as quickly as possible. Do the Giants need Juan Soto? I don't think they need him. Uh, I still think a better play, a wiser play might be you know, kick the tires on this. You're probably not going to get them anyway, and then make a play for Judge. But I know you and some people on the text line already. I noticed before it went down on me, um, so to speak. Uh, I know that some people have said that Judge is just uh, his advanced age. He's not going to be worth the investment it's going to take to land him next year. Yeah, I mean, it's just that that is a signing where you you because of the age, you you better get it right. Like you you better get like your evaluation of his ability to be productive better be right and I think that's where the the Farhan Zaidi regime would fancy themselves to be better at making those evaluations than maybe the prior regime who would be all in on a player like that in that 30 to 32 age range and and maybe that player would come up once once signed as as underwhelming now again the Giants haven't hit on a lot of superstar players over the years really really not any uh, you know, going back all the way to Barry Bonds, what, mm. 30 years ago. Uh, so I, I think 
that's one where if you go and you sign Aaron Judge to a three three hundred and fifty million dollar contract at at the age of thirty, playing his thirty one year season next year, you better be right because if he comes in and he only hits twenty home runs, you know, and isn't the guy that he's been the last few years playing at Yankee Stadium with the short porch and he loves to go the other way. Like I just look at his power. And, yeah, he hits the ball out of the ballpark all over, but I just look at so many of his balls that he hits to right and right center field. And at Yankee Stadium, that plays so well. And I just I, I just look at, you know, him playing pepper with the with the right field wall a lot, mm-hmm. a lot uh, and not necessarily getting it getting it over the wall and, and up onto the landing. So, look, I'm not saying there, there shouldn't be interest. There absolutely should be interest in, in Aaron Judge. But, but again, I'm – a big part of this conversation is what changes in terms of the expectation level if you make some of these moves. And and again, Aaron Judge, as much as the fans would be fired up to go get him, and I understand it, if you go get him, you better be right in your evaluation. If you're going to give up top prospects for Juan Soto, then you better be willing as a franchise to put together a roster that can contend at a higher level. I think the expectation level, once you make one of those dramatic moves, it goes up significantly. And and the question that I have is Farhan Zaidi willing to rip up the current plan to go in on, on one of those other moves? Or maybe does he get pushed by the Giants' ownership group to, to go do something more dramatic because they fear. Nobody really knows the level uh, that that they fear or or want to demand the Giants to get in the mix on on the superstar players from the marketing standpoint. The, the Giants love their name being linked to a lot of yeah. these players. Yeah, but and and you know I think I think they like being in the conversation. I think they like being in the headlines. I think they like being in the rumor mill. But is there really a push from? The, the, the ownership group of the Giants to, to have to add one of these guys because they fear attendance and, and likability and, and, and those sorts of things. Well, their name, the Giants' name, was definitely linked to Aaron Judge during the uh, All-Star coverage. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I used the word gush, that Aaron Judge was gushing about the Giants. He was talking to Hunter Pence. It was I think it was an on-field interview. And maybe it was because he was talking to Hunter Pence, but Aaron Judge was saying how, you know, growing up in Linden, he loved the Giants and was a Giants fan. And then uh, I think at one point Hunter Pence asked him, how do you get away from the game? What do you do to enjoy yourself? And Hunter Pence said, oh, I watch the Giants. So I, I don't know if that was a play. If Again, if he was being polite to Hunter Pence or if this is a reflection of how he legitimately feels. But if I were the Giants, I definitely would be taking note of that. Well, I think it makes a lot of sense if yeah. he, if he did grow up a, if he grew up a Giants fan, and you just have to think. I mean, the Yankees play a lot of the, a lot of four or five games, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the Giants are obviously playing <laughs> at, at at seven, six forty five, yeah, seven yeah. fifteen out here. And I, I would imagine a lot of Yankee games end, and you know, on nights where Aaron Judge may not have any action. He, he goes home and pops on the. <laughs> hey, I, I start watching the Giants game in the, yeah. in the in the fourth inning or whatever, and and watch it till I till I fall asleep and get ready for the next day. I don't I don't feel like that's all that abnormal for somebody that grew up out here and 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 watching the Giants was a regular part of the of the routine. I do feel that a team like the Giants, with as much money as they have coming in. Let's say they are in position to go get Aaron Judge, and he wants to come here. And I know people would say, hey, it's a lot of money for this guy, uh, considering how old he would be. But, you know, the Yankees and the Dodgers, they have the margin for error because of how much money they have coming in, where if they go out and sign somebody and it doesn't work out, they're okay. Um, they can they can figure it out. The Giants should be one of those teams, shouldn't they? But here we are talking about them in terms of, wow, you, then you don't have as, enough money to invest in other aspects. Shouldn't the Giants be a big market team that can afford to make a mistake like that? You never want to, but it shouldn't cripple you if you spend too much on a star like Aaron Judge. It shouldn't, and, and, and I think the Giants would – I think the Giants do have enough money to offset it, but I think they they want to. They don't want to spend that much, they, do they? They they don't, and they want to be. I think they want to do it in an orderly manner, to where it fits 
the the timeline that Farhan Zaidi has has laid out. And we've had a couple of people on the text line that have said, Whitey, well, what is the Farhan plan? What is? And I, yeah. I've tried to lay it out as as clearly as possible uh, from when I have opportunities to to speak to it. But it, it the the plan is to build a team around drafted and developed players. The Giants don't have enough of those guys at the big league level yet. A bunch of them are in, in the single A, double A ranks that are that are on the come. You made a great point earlier where, you know, the, the Elliot Ramoses and the Joey Barts and, and and a couple of others that I think people thought would be here and contributing by now aren't, so they're a little bit little bit stuck in in the mm-hmm. mud on that. But they also don't want to stink while they're while they're rebuilding and and for the last two years they they haven't like and so you know it gets into the bigger conversation I want to get your take on this too Whitey that we've had a lot here the last couple of weeks as the Giants have struggled and for me it's you know how do you sort of assess the 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 whole four years of you know Farhan because it's like for me it's like well the first year was Bochy's last year and and that's the, the evaluation year 2020 doesn't really count for me because of COVID and you know, I, whether they would have made that eight seed or not. I mean, I don't hold them accountable for not. I don't think they were, I think they were a terrible team that year that was playing kind of mediocre and that might've been good enough to get in, in the short campaign. That doesn't mean squat to me, but then last year, 107 wins this year to me is not a failure yet. So even if you want to evaluate, you know the three years and throw 2020 out it's like well one lost year that was the first year one amazing year and now this year's kind of in between like I just don't look at the overall tenure like there's this pressure to go get a star and and you have to be contender right now like I, I feel like they're they're on track for for the timeline that that, that he took over and, and Scott Harris and, and even Gabe Kapler to a certain extent, you know, I, I just don't think things are as off the rails as the giant fan base seems to make it, you know, make it seem uh, from time to time, especially when this team struggles. I think giant fan dissatisfaction isn't so much, um, Hey, this thing is off the rails. It's wait a minute. We didn't know that we were going here. We we didn't know that that was the plan. And the plan, I agree with you, uh, basically for Farhan was stay relevant as best as you can and competitive while rebuilding the farm system. And I think fans thought, wait, aren't we going to at some point be competing with the Dodgers and competing for the big names? So I think I think that's, that's why some fans are so upset when they see that that's not necessarily part of the plan. I mean, fans could understand, right, that um, – Early on, when Farhan just took over, he had more of a money ball approach, but we figured at some point he would abandon that. And, and I think fans were hopeful and still are that at some point Farhan employs the type of combination, big money, money ball, which we saw in Boston, which resulted you know, in, in, in championships, and with the Cubs, and that resulted in, in a World Series. So I think that's what fans are waiting for, and now it's been a little underwhelming. To answer your question, how would I grade Farhan, I think we agree that Farhan's plan basically, as I said, was stay relevant while rebuilding the farm system. So last few years, hey, they've been pretty good. Last year was magnificent. Even this year, as we just discussed, you know, they're they're in the playoff picture. That's good. But it all hinges what grade you'd have to give them uh, at this point hinges on what you get out of that farm system because he did a magnificent job. It appeared the first couple of years of restocking in that area. But now it looks like, okay, it's time to start picking some of the fruit. Well, they're not ripe yet. Well, what do you mean they're not ripe yet? They should be ripe. Okay, so if they're ripe later this year or next year, fine. But if this crop, Farhan's first crop, if you will, um, if it doesn't produce, then you have to rethink the whole thing. That means that, wow, he was supposed to rebuild the farm system, but ultimately he got a bunch of players, but they weren't good enough. So that would be a failure, but I just don't think we're there yet. We're not there yet. If if those players and, and the six five zero and the Comcast business text line with with a couple of good texts, but the, I'll read you this one. And I know we're up against it. I get the plan is to build around the drafted and develop players, but they are terrible. A little bit of an overstatement there, I think. But he says this person besides Harrison, all the top guys are behind schedule or already busts. I don't think we know that they're already busts, but there are a couple Whitey that are behind schedule. If none of these players come up and hit as prospects, well, then Farhan is going to be two years from now done. 
Like if if all these guys are if none of these guys are major league players or they're middling players and not stars, and no other moves are made to try and make the team better and the pro, then he's going to be done anyway at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a point to make about Joey Bart in that regard. We'll get to that as we mentioned earlier. You know, Jimmy G now has permission to seek a trade. Is there one to be made? And what's the NFC West looking like here? It ain't what it used to be. All that and more to come. It's John Dickinson and me, Kevin Michael Whitey-Gleason on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Thanks for being with us, John Dickinson and I, Kevin Michael Whitey-Gleason, doing something, J.D., that frankly I I, <laughs> I didn't know was possible. I, for me, anyway, we're having a very interesting and enjoyable baseball conversation. So thank you for that. You know, it's uh, baseball ain't what it used to be in the eyes of many, but what where the Giants are right now and what's going on with them and the opportunity that, that may be in front of them make for a very, very interesting time for this franchise. Yeah, with the trade deadline coming up here in, in a couple of weeks and, and the Giants still very much in the race. Yeah. I know it, it, it feels over the last month, really, uh, despite the, the hot streak in the final days going into the break, but the last month this team hasn't been you know, what they were at the beginning of this season and, and even what they were last year, surely. But they're still very much in this race, and whether you believe there should be uh, three wild card spots in, in Major League Baseball in each league or not, it it's the reality right now. And and honestly, it's it's saving the Giants this year because if if they were four games back of San Diego as they currently are, and that was the final wild card spot, I would feel very very pessimistic about the overall outlook for this season but but the reality is there is that extra spot and the Philadelphia Phillies have it and the Phillies are one game better than the Giants I know the Cardinals are in that mix as well uh tied with with Philadelphia but but on the outside looking in by a by a percentage point as as things stand right now so uh the Giants have every opportunity to win that race between themselves and St. Louis and Philadelphia and and get in to a wild card series now, Whitey. It's it's a wild card series mm-hmm. now. Best of 3 at it, for the Giants, it would be at the uh the, the third division winner, which is currently Milwaukee and and the Giants have played very well against Milwaukee uh this season, winning 4 of 5 and and have they've had some some late inning magic, I think in 3 of those 4 victories. Uh, including one in in Milwaukee and their little one game series that they played there back uh, back in April, uh, part of the makeup games from from the beginning of the season lost by the by the lockout. So I'm not as down as shoddy as the baseball has been on this 2021 season being a complete and utter failure to this point. Like I know a lot of Giants fans are. 
Well, and we'll get to the phones in just a moment here, 888-957-9570. I'm sure you remember because you remember everything, especially when it comes to the Giants, but you and I were on the air together last year at the deadline. I think it was you and and, and Dibs and I, and it was a crazy week because I think they they had the NBA draft and then the MLB trade deadline, right? right? It was like, what And the the? training camp was open. It was all the same day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we were on the air as, as the moments ticked down, ticked down, and we were trying to figure out what was going on with Scherzer. Are the Giants going to do anything? I guess they're not. And then, oh, they got Chris, oh, Bryant. Chris Bryant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that was so great. And then, of course, the Giants decide, yeah, we're better off without him, which I know a lot of people were disappointed with that. It probably was the, the shrewd move. But I do think maybe the baseball team and the organization, maybe they don't need that. But at the deadline this year, I do think Giants fans could really use some kind of jolt. I don't know if it's going to be Juan Soto, but something to get excited about. Giants fans, I think, I agree with everything you said, but I think fans right now are in a position where they could really use something at the deadline to get them fired up for the second half. 888-957-9570. Bobby in Oakland joins us, 95-7 the game. How are you today, Bobby? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Thanks hey. for having me on. Man. Yeah. So I grew up a Giants fan. I grew up in the city. I remember Barry Bonds getting signed, and what a an amazing euphoric feeling that was, right? And you know, Larry Barry is right there, but Larry Barry is still in the organization. I wouldn't be surprised if he's putting some uh, some pressure about like getting us a star. Now, can we get Soto? I doubt it. I mean, even if you trade the um, young talent for him, and you don't sign him to a long-term agreement right off the bat, he may wind up hating this ballpark and leaving. Who knows, right? Yeah. So you can't go for Otani. He's probably made some – I think he made some comments about the city already, so maybe it's not a good shot. So Judge seems to be a more viable option. Will the Yankees uh, want to go on and throw uh, uh, you know, a lot of dollars at him? Well, they're still a gazillion dollars at him. It, it, it wind up, may want to be in a bad sign about four or five years from now. But we definitely need that joke. But what I really want to see them do is go get three frontline pitchers somehow, some way. Get a couple boppers somehow, some way. And I know I'm just throwing, <laughs> just playing Monopoly here. But I think we need that type of move this offseason to really move this team forward. And hopefully the young guys in the, in the farm system could come up in the next couple of years and maybe go that way. At this mining for go as a top-line strategy, that only goes so far. I think Yaz is probably the only one I could think of that really kind of turned out. So, yeah, I think we've got to go make some big moves, uh, in my opinion, uh, especially on the pitching and the defense and, and a couple of boppers. So, Bobby, i got a question for you, if I may. Here's a question for you, yeah. Bobby. Now, let's say you had a chance to at Soto, but you would have to put Logan Webb in the deal to have a chance. Would you consider that? Not unless we can sign him to a long-term mm-hmm. Uh, amen. With Scott Boris there, I doubt if that happens. All right. Thank you, Bobby. Appreciate the call. So there you go, J.D. Bobby, and Bobby admits, you know, he's just kind of fanciful, but get a couple, what, three frontline pitchers and three big boppers, and you're set. It's actually a pretty foolproof plan. Uh, the problem well, is awfully difficult to execute. Bobby touched on on something with some specifics that I think that, that I actually had jotted down to, to get into at, at some point, and it's it, it, it's a simple point, really, but it's it's the fact that I think Giants fans, like what he's describing, Bobby, is the Padres model. Like we, for all the talk about the Dodgers and, and I think the Giants do eventually want to get to that point, and they're, they're kind of like the Rays and the A's a little bit now, cobbled together while the, while the prospects are, are coming up and trying to win on the margins. But I think the, the Padres model is the one that, like the Giants fans salivate over. It's, hey, go spend a ton of money on Eric Hosmer. Go spend even more money on Manny Machado. And, hey, the prospects are coming, and we've got superstars. Even if we're mediocre and a little sloppy and the young players start coming up, and, you know, who cares? But it's star power and money spent, and and then the, the young players come up and, and, and cement it. And I think that's just not – the order in which Farhan wants to do it, he wants to do it in a more disciplined way. But I think I think Giants fans are like, ah, oh, forget that. Like we, mm-hmm. we we want to be entertained. And and the one thing I know the Padres had what a pretty good year in twenty in the in the you know the pandemic didn't really matter season, and they were they were dreadful last year. I mean, the biggest I think disappointment underachievers in in baseball. Tatis hasn't even played yet, and they're ten games over five hundred, and and they've been 
electrifying again. But what what do you think of of that? Like, is he isn't he describing the Padres model? Yeah, it's a great point, and I've been thinking a lot about that too. Uh, you mentioned earlier. I'll tell you the big difference between the two models, and it's pretty obvious. But that looked like a failure, by the way. The Padres model has looked like a failure for, for a while. <laughs> yeah, and it's still kind of iffy. I mean, we'll see. Because as you said, they they have a habit of collapsing. You know, they hadn't been playing well lately. My sister in law was asking me some about the Padres. I said, "Oh, they're not. You know, all of a sudden they're not playing well." And she goes, "Don't they do that a lot?" Said, yeah, that's kind of you know. You go back to last year, <laughs> it kind of happens to them. Um, but they when they signed Hosmer a couple of years ago, a lot of people said they shouldn't do that. They're not good enough, and it's a lot of money, and he may not be that good. And you know what? They did. It was an overspend, and right now they're trying to get rid of him. But then they doubled down on that with Machado, and their their whole thing now. The big difference is this: the Padres' model, as you put it, is we got to win. We're going to win now, and so it's very risky. They have had some really good. Uh, players in the farm system, and a number of them were in the All-Star game, but they're playing for other teams because they trade them for big names. So, yeah, they have Machado, and they got Tatis coming back, uh, but they got Hosmer, they got Will Myers they're trying to get rid of. Um, so Soto is the type of player for them that fits their model because their model is roll the dice, we got to win now. But if you don't win now or you don't get that player, then you got problems. And I think Farhan is more methodical, where Farhan's plan is – we're not going to take risks to try to win now. We're going to try to, in a very orderly and smart way, make sure that we have chances to win every year. To me, J.D., that's the huge difference. Farhan and Friedman, too, in L.A., they're much better at building rosters. So when something does go wrong, they're better equipped to handle it. San Diego is all in on big names. It's a bit of an overstatement. But then something goes wrong, like last year they had some injuries, and whoosh, where did they go? What happened? It's a riskier strategy. It's bold, and fans do like They're very energized down there this year. We'll just see if they can keep it up once they get Tatis back. Yeah, and I think that's what that's what the Giants fan base wants. Yeah, they want yeah. bold. They want superstars. I know we had a we had a text come in on the Comcast Business text line. Other than Logan Webb, the Giants don't have a single player whose jersey I'd be Whoa. comfortable buying. I know it seems silly, but that's important to fans, and that is a gripe that that we hear a lot from Giants fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, whose jersey would you get? If you had to get one jersey, buy a jersey of a Giants player, it's going to be around a long time. The contest isn't to, to have the best player, but we're all going to get a jersey, and the guy who's with the team the longest, whoever picks that jersey, wins. Where are you, where are you going, J.D.? Right now, I don't yeah. think there's a I don't think there's a player on the roster that you could do that with. <laughs> I mean, other than maybe Logan Webb. I mean, I think I think yeah, the texture. And I, I don't know that I would get a a Logan Webb. Uh, I don't know that I would get a Logan Webb, even though I I did used to at one point live in in Rockland, where he's ah. from. I did live in Rockland for a, for a bit uh, years ago, but uh, yeah, no, I I would not I would not go Logan Webb either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Uh, from the nine two five win now, San Diego's not even close. I realize that, but that's what they're trying. I'm not saying watch out for them. It's very risky. That's what I'm saying because they're not especially close right now, and last year they collapsed. So that's why I think Farhan doesn't want any part of that philosophy. 888-957-9570. Brett in Walnut Creek joins us on 95.7 The Game. Brett, how are you today? How are we doing, boys? Yeah, Good. shout out to Rockland and Auburn, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, where do I begin with Giants baseball? It, it's a very vanilla, bland style of baseball. And I'm a common fan. I'll perceive this, but I'm a common Giants fan. I'm not a season ticket holder, but I've been a fan since I was a child. I've, I've lived here my whole life. I live, breathe, and eat Giants baseball. But there's nothing to bring. you gotta, you got to make me reason to have a $15 beer and a $10 hot dog. And as you just touched on, there's not a jersey I want to get outside of Gonzalez. And that's because the only reason I want to do that is because my girlfriend's last name is Gonzalez. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, I'm being honest. There, there's, we haven't had butts in the seats since Barry left, let's let's be honest. Even even when they won the three World Series, they were hot, but you know it, it's not the same anymore. And they need to make a splash. I don't know if it's Soto, Judge, but they need to bring some kind of power bat in. They we all know. The, I mean, God knows they got money to spend, so start spending it. And the forehand way of baseball is great. It's the Billy Bean style, but how many rings did Billy Bean win? I mean, don't worry, I'll wait. Yeah, got gotcha, you, Brett. And yeah. the Dodgers won one in COVID mm-hmm. in a 60-game season. So, I mean, I'm just saying, let's get, let's, get, let's get a big bat. Just please get a big bat. 
somebody that we can go and sit and watch and I can reason on spending thirteen fifty or fifteen dollars a beer on. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Thank you. Appreciate the call. I mean, the Giants did. <laughs> I think JD they did. They were drawn pretty well there well, when they were winning a World Series. Uh, yeah, they yeah. they did sell out every game yeah. from the end of the two thousand ten yeah. season uh, all yeah. the way up until I think the middle of the two thousand seventeen season. Yeah. So yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. six and a half years or so. So they they did pretty well in that department. But when you look at uh, the excitement. Of, what there is over a guy like your mean Mercedes. I think it, it underscores what Brett's saying. Giants fans are clamoring for, give us somebody we can get excited about now. And I think the Giants, don't you think, J.D., the plan was by now, you know, Elliot Ramos would maybe be one of those guys. Joey Bart would maybe be one of those guys. And I know they. this is the point I wanted to make about Joey Bart. I know they didn't draft him. Farhan didn't draft him. Okay, but he's been here a while. He's one of your assets. And either, you know, you develop him to the point where he can help you or you move off of him. You can't just have him. And not that they've said this, but you you can't have a guy hitting 180 and say, well, we didn't draft him. I mean, you're you're playing him. So at some point, yeah, you are responsible for the fact that he's underperforming um, because he's been under your watch for the last couple of years. 888-957-9570. Mark in San Francisco joins us on 95.7 The Game. Mark, thanks for hanging. What's up? Hey, gentlemen, I like your breakdown of the Giants' plan. I think you're right on on that, that they were just going to have a competitive team till they could build a farm system. I think we're a year behind on our farm system because of COVID. So, we, you know, some of these prospects may need a little bit more time than we, we thought because of COVID. But I would love to have Mike Trout on the Giants. Okay, thanks, Mark. I, I was hard to argue with JD, and he, he might—he he probably would. Uh, he might be an everyday player. I don't think they'd platoon him. Do you? I'd I'd love to have Mike Trout. <laughs> I'd love to have Shohei Otani. I'd I'd love to have Rendon. I'd love to have Soto. I'd love to have Aaron Judge. I mean, yeah, all those guys. Like, bring them, bring them, bring them. It's just a matter of how do they fit into the plan, and are you ripping up the plan to go get one of those players? When, when the plan isn't necessarily off course, and because and I think that's the other part of it, like does, does Farhan, there there may come a point, Whitey, where Farhan's looking at the prospects and the pressure is starting to build a little bit. I don't think it's right now. I think we talk about it and the fans talk about it as if the pressure is right now to do something. Now, 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 I want stars. Has to happen now. Only Farhan knows where they really are in terms of the timeline. I, I got to think that the Giants' ownership is – probably pretty happy with the fact that they were a 107-win team a year ago and are still competitive this year, even though they've been, I think, a little disappointing just in terms of the overall play. But only Farhan knows, Whitey, the point at which he may need to give up some of the, the prospect haul because he thinks that the timeline is a little bit out of whack. And and that's what you see sometimes GMs and, and front office executives will, will make a little bit of, I, I don't want to say a panic move, but it's like, uh-oh, these, these players have more value in name than actually how good we think they're going to be. We have to do something, and I have to do something because – things are getting off track in terms of the timeline and what I've sold to my bosses as how I'm going to turn this thing around. I don't think we're anywhere close to that yet. I especially, though, don't think we're close to that if the Giants continue to win and be a playoff team. Again, I may have a different view on this two and a half months from now if we look back and go, wow, the Giants were the eight the eighth best team in the NL or the seventh best team in the NL and they didn't even make the playoffs like not making the playoffs now with so many spots to me gets looked at a lot differently than than maybe not making the playoffs would have been looked at uh, a a couple of years back so I I just think only Farhan truly knows but I don't think that they're they're that far down the path as disappointing as maybe the fan base thinks well I think you're right JD and I think you um know the game well enough to take an objective view that not uh, the rest of us, not all of us can, 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 can see it that way. But here's what makes this such an important conversation to have right now. In my view, you've got the two views. You've got the view that the giants need stars, which is the way fans feel. You've got Farhan. We think looking at it like, you know what? We don't need to do that. Um, we're building the farm system. We want to be competitive year by year. So those two views can coexist side by side. But here's where they collide right now. The fact that it appears you have an opportunity, as do other teams in baseball, to go out and land a 23-year-old 
who is one of the greatest young hitters in the history of the game. I'm not going to mention the comparisons to the names, but you know what they are. And for the most part, considering that he's only been in the majors a few years for Juan Soto, those comparisons are valid. So it's one thing to say, yeah, we're not interested in that. But even Farhan at some point has to say, oh, okay, it's not every day a 23-year-old generational hitter becomes available. So maybe we do have to adjust our plan. So that's where we are right now, and I can see how the fans especially have been saying, you need a star, you need a star. When they see where where this is right now, I can see why they would say, you've got to get him. And I think Farhan does recognize we have to at least see if we have a shot here because opportunities like this, they're just extremely rare. And and Soto is a unique yes. case in his own right because of some of the names that you did not mention. I'll I'll, I'll name one of them, Ted Williams. Okay. Uh, and so yeah, uh, one of the yeah the the numbers and things that he's done to this point in his career by comparison to to other all time greats. But it's it's also his age at at twenty three yes. years old. And and so I look, I'm all for exploring it, and you have to explore it. I think where I and look if the Giants do it, then then that's that's their prerogative. Like they can do it, and I think a lot of fans would be would be fired up for it. And and just the mere fact that they did it would, in a lot of people's eyes, almost they'd almost give Farhan credit for doing it. Like, hey, Farhan, you did it. That's awesome. Like, you know, you you win in my evaluation of you. But the reality for me though is, if you choose to do it, that's fine and you choose to give up five of your top ten prospects or whatever it, it, it may be, but if you choose to do it, then you're all of a sudden in that San Diego mold of all in, trying to win now, mm-hmm. and and you better now be able to pepper the roster over the coming years with with players that, that you can win with at a higher level than maybe the sixth seed or, or the seven or the eight seed. Like To me, it's far worse. It is far worse. Like, we talked about the scenario where, hey, we get to 24, 2024, and some of these prospects aren't aren't here yet still or aren't good enough if they are here. Farhan's going to be in trouble at that point. Well, the other way Farhan gets in trouble is you go trade your far, your you know, com, your whole farm system for a guy like Soto, and then you're still the seven or the eight seed. Right. Like, because that's kind of where the Phillies are right now. And to me, that's worse. I don't know where you stand on that, but that's worse. If you go get a Soto and you're still middle of the pack, that to me is more fireable than playing it cautiously right now and believing in the development and the players that, that you've selected to come up, building a good team that way, and then adding – the way the Dodgers did with Mookie Betts, almost a cherry on top of the dessert as opposed to the, the main course of the meal. Yeah, I, I understand uh, what you're saying. We we do a lot of NBA. You know, I'm fortunate enough to join you on Warriors this week and Warriors postgame and pregame occasionally. I know what you're saying. The Giants don't want to be the MLB equivalent of one of those middle NBA teams that's not quite good enough to actually win anything but not bad enough to make the lottery, and you just get stuck there in that middle ground where it's hard, you're just gradually getting worse and worse and worse, and it's hard um, to improve. Don't want to be that team. But the thing about the dessert, yeah, a guy like Mookie Betts for the Dodgers, I like your analogy. Hey, here's the cherry on top. Well, the dessert is being served now, and maybe your main course isn't prepared, but you you don't want to miss a chance on this incredible dessert. And it's, again, one of the things that makes the situation with Soto being available so unique is the ownership um, situation in Washington where the team's going to get sold. So what is that going to mean for the organization? Uh, is, are the new owners going to want to pay Soto all that much money? Who's his manager going to be? So you can see even from his perspective, he'd be uh, wondering, I don't think I want to commit to you long-term because there's we. I don't even know who's going to be there. That's all understandable. So all of this creates a situation here where we've got um, a generational hitter available. And I would think, I mean, if I were in the front office or I would own, if I were in ownership and I were in favor of Farhan doing this, I'd say, look, Farhan, bring in, um, bring in Soto. Yeah, maybe we have to. It's going to hurt. Uh, maybe a lot. It's going to hurt in terms of our farm system. But you're really good at finding those guys that are good enough um, to help us that other teams don't recognize. You're just going to have to do that more to fill the gap until we can replenish the farm system. And with Soto, we should still be really good. 
Well, and that, but that's exactly what they what they would have to do, and what he would have to do, and and if he can't do that at the level that he's done it to this point, continue to, and and maybe even better, because I think you could make the case he'd have to find those players at a higher level than he even has to this. Yeah, point. maybe so. And, and and the and and the reason I say that is because. There, there's going to be holes to fill here. Like, yes, you would bring in Soto, you would deplete the farm system, but you you also start to look around at, at some of the others on this. I mean, you're going to have to replace Brandon Crawford, and you're going to have to replace. And, and now you're you're replacing Brandon Crawford, but you know Luciano is not the guy because Luciano's playing for the Nationals at this point. So so how are you gonna how are you gonna fill that? And Brandon Belt's gonna be gone. So. Who's going to be your your first baseman there? And you know, if you give up, uh, you know, Patrick Bailey in a in a trade, maybe you know, maybe his name comes up. Then then who's who's going to be the catcher if if Joey Bart doesn't doesn't pan out? I think we've already seen the Giants really get caught uh, in a difficult spot, not having Buster Posey. So so I think that the pressure would be ramped up on Farhan, like to to really make he would have to hit on all of those at even a higher level because there's going to be more spots to fill and there's going to be less minor league talent coming up down the pipeline to fill it. There's also an ugly truth that could be a big factor here that the Giants don't want to face. We'll get to that, and as promised, Jimmy G and his future. Coming up here, John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.